Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is February 22nd, 2021. This is the Fightful Post-Raw podcast. We are joined by Denise Salcedo. I I, I forgot your pyro. I'm sorry. You know what, Sean? I'm very disappointed. I'm going to have to send, uh, I'm going to have to write a strongly worded email to Fightful HR since that's what Jeremy Lambert did. So I might have to do the exact same thing and get some pyro on this show. Right here. HR. Well, you know what, HR, you're failing me. I need some pyro. Denise wants pyro, but uh, you had some fireworks of your own last night. Denise, congratulations on your appearance on Watch Along. You were awesome. You were very good. Half the chat was about you and just wanting to see you. I was so happy to see you on there. How was it? Thank you. So it was like really fun. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what the heck, man? Every time I go on watch along, I feel like something crazy happens. Yes. I was Why saying, is that? I said that on the post show last night. I was like, Denise's two appearances have been Hell in a Cell, which was notable yes. for a different reason, and The Miz winning the WWE title. That's so wild. You know what? Like part of me is like, okay, maybe I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing that that happens. I really don't know because at least it gives me something. You know, it could have been like a flat ending where you're like, oh, zero reaction, right? But, you know, it's something like that. At least there's a reaction there. But it was really fun. And I was just so happy that everybody was commenting about me. It made me feel special. You know, Hollywood Salcedo just came rolling in. And I don't know. It was really, really (laughs) fun. And I thought I was only going to be on for one segment. And I had no idea that I would be on for the main event and be there with, like, Booker T. So that kind of felt like a pretty big deal. And so it was really fun. Really, really fun. 
I'm just thankful I got that opportunity. Well, Denise, you are special. And we know that you're going to be doing a lot more stuff uh, in, in the future like that. Why wouldn't they ask you back? But we're so glad to have all you wonderful people back. Leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap that bell for notifications. Donate a super chat, get your question or statements read on the air. We would greatly appreciate it. I had a bunch of stuff drop last week. I did an interview with Maki Ito, and it was uh, via text through a translator per her request. So we had Kayla from Church of Joshi read her answers, and that clip is blown up. It's almost at 10,000 views. Please check that out. And yesterday, I dropped an interview with Dakota Kai. And let me tell you, Denise, it's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. So you're not going to harass me anymore via email? No, I'll still harass you via email. You know, like, you've never emailed me in your entire life since you've known me. And the two emails that you sent me were must be nice. Like, never have you ever emailed me. That's because we can, we con, we contact each other via DM. Like, I've emailed you plenty of times, Sean. <laughs> you've emailed me transcripts. I email you lots. You just ignore my emails. You don't all the time. email me like personal messages. You email me transcripts of work that you've done. <laughs> my invoices and your invoices. Yes, when you want me to to make sure that you have money, when you want me to submit invoices to Jimmy, then you email me, and that's it. And the same goes for the rest of the staff too. Hey, are you mad at me because I didn't give you any? Um, oh, you should be mad at me, by the way. Why should I be mad at you? Well, first, you should be mad because I, w- I woke up and I just decided to trash your football team. So I thought you were going to be mad at me for a somebody, while. There. Somebody from L.A. trashing anybody's football team. You were like, oh, my gosh, you guys have not been had a playoff win since before Sean, text messaging. Stop, you, Sean, it's sad. You all, like, it's sad. you all have had more teams leave your city than go to the Super Bowl since then. Look, Sean, there, there were there were nothing, there's nothing you can say. Just take the L. Oh my gosh. There, See, that's that's what L, you would Sean. say. Because you had no idea about about the teams that left LA. Anyway. Oh, don't worry. I'll come with the I'll come at you with some facts. All right. Don't worry. You're lucky you, that I'm not a football expert. All right. Hold well, on. You certainly are being why you should be mad at me. I you used cer- your screenshot without without giving you credit for it. Yeah, what's up with that? So, yeah, technically you should be mad at me for two reasons. <sighs> we have uh, some super chats in right now. Kiwi Rob says, any reason why Miz didn't have any custom plates considering they had all day to do it? Because they're custom plates. They're, they don't just make them overnight. Uh, they it, it takes time for them to produce those. AEW had a lot of plates produced, name plates, but I don't know if they're custom plates. I don't, I don't know exactly how that works out but um get your super chats in guys i would greatly appreciate it uh and and also you can join you get little icons and all those gimmicks but we've got a show to talk about and uh, when this happened when when the miz situation happened uh i thought for sure bobby lashley would probably just win the title tonight when were you thinking he was going to end up getting this title no, I actually thought that they. my prediction was that they were going to do something with The Miz and Drew McIntyre at Fastlane and have Drew McIntyre win back his title uh, at Fastlane. You know, something to, especially because it's their first pay-per-view on the Peacock. So I thought that they wanted to have like some sort of momentous occasion for that. So I thought that it would be somewhere along those lines. But then everybody else that I was speaking to was like, oh, no, I would be shocked if he's still champion by the end of Raw. And I was like, all right, cool. Well, whatever. <laughs> 
<laughs> so they they he came out and he mentioned that he's the first ever two time Grand Slam champion. That is quite an accolade. I mean, he he brought up his longevity, which I think is a serious feather in his cap. Like legitimate things. And there have been times like 2016 where he made himself a star again based on that promo on Daniel Bryan. Like he he took that into his own hands. It's very clear that he is a is a transitional champion here, but that's okay cuz the booking is the booking. And normally I wouldn't be okay with what they did. He's won two singles matches in the last 13 months. But one of them is after Drew got beat up by five guys, then got beat up by another guy, then beat up by him. Like, they stacked the deck against Drew. And you know how much I like for stuff to make sense. I thought that it was plausible. I thought that it was something that that was plausible. And why wouldn't Bobby Lashley be like, okay, we'll work out a deal here. I thought that that made sense. We saw you react to it, but how did you feel about how it unfolded? All right. So can I just say that? Yeah, I get all of this making sense stuff, all of this deal and why they did it and all of this. Right. But it's still terribly annoying, though. Like, I don't care for seeing The Miz as champion. So I kind of have to stick to my guns on that. Again, I get why they did it. But aside from all of that, aside from all the smart answers and all of that, for me, it's like, oh, we got to see this. Like this promo to me did that he cut today didn't feel like anything new. It felt like something I had already heard before. And yes, the Miz is great on the mic and all of that. But just for me, I could care less. Like I, it didn't really interest me. It didn't, it, it wasn't something that was like, oh, all right, I'm excited for this. Cool. I wasn't excited for it. I, I can't make myself excited for it. They can only beat so many, or somebody so many times before they do this same promo, Denise. The Dolph Ziggler, Miz, I'm relevant. I swear to God, I'm relevant. Despite how they booked me, I am fucking relevant promo that they do all the time. It's like, you know, we would believe that a little bit more if you were booked that way. Now, this was a banana peel win, so I I didn't much mind that. I'm just um, glad that they didn't have the Miz come out directly after Drew won the Elimination Chamber. And I'm glad that they, you know, did the whole incorporation with Bobby Lashley because you mentioned, okay, yeah, he went through, you know, all these other guys in the chamber and then essentially got his ass whooped by Bobby Lashley. So it's like, okay, you know, the Miz obviously did it. And he still, he still had like a little brief match there with the Miz. So it wasn't even like he came in here and right away he got that win. So I am happy that they went about it that way. But it's just for me, I'm not a fan of it. So Bobby Lashley, MVP, come out, and they say that Miz's deal requires that because John Morrison cost Lashley that title, they worked out a deal. And uh, Miz is like, ah, you could tell he didn't want to really talk about it, but it made a lot of sense. But, I mean, it would have made sense completely separate of the John Morrison thing. If MVP went to the Miz last night and was like, hey, we're going to help you win this, but you got to give us the first shot, that would make sense even separate, but I do like that they added that element because yesterday when I broke the news that Keith Lee was going to be replaced, not just out of the match, but replaced, I was told it is very, very important that they have a third person in this match. We see why it was important that they had a third person in that U.S. title match now. And Miz is trying to weasel out of it. Lashley gives him an hour. So that hour passes. Miz tried to plead with Adam Pierce, and Adam Pierce was like, no, you, you made the deal. And Braun Strowman ends up coming out, and he's mad that he doesn't have a title shot. 
And I mean, I, I could get why he would be peeved that he wasn't in the elimination chamber, but Shane McMahon comes out and it very much seems like they're angling towards Braun and Shane Denise. Yeah, and we were talking about that. So it just definitely seems like we're going that direction. Because even for a second, I was like, wait, why do we need Shane to come out for this? You know, we have Adam Pierce. He's supposed to be that voice of authority. But it's kind of like, okay, he's not enough. So let's bring Shane out to, you know, make an authoritative decision, right? Uh, there was one part of this that I really liked from Bobby Lashley when he said that he doesn't like for people to waste his time because wasting his time is like wasting his money. He doesn't like to waste his money. I actually thought that was such a great line there. But, I mean, for me, this kind of started feeling like too much. I was like, okay, The Miz is begging. I don't really feel like listening to The Miz beg for more time. Then we have, you know, Shane McMahon coming out. And then we have Braun Strowman. And I was like, it was just so much going on in this segment. But I think that in turn and how it started, what they did in the middle, and then how it all concluded, I like how it's sort of all, uh, I think all of our questions have been answered in terms of, what happened last night and what is going on between these key players. So Braun challenges Lashley and Shane's like, whoa, I like that idea. You win, you're in next week. Cause that that's the, the maximum extension Miz got was a week. And I, I like how they turned it all around on the Miz where he was talking about his longevity and his schedule and then him trying to use his schedule as an excuse. Then they're like, no, 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 no. You just mentioned Batista and John Cena. You, you've got to live up to this. You've got you've got to make good on this. So usually we group the the opening promo and whatever main event segment is associated together. We will circle back to that. Uh, there's some other notable stuff on this show. Rhea Ripley's coming to Monday Night Raw, Denise, and we've mentioned they've needed her on there before. But what they need even more, Denise, is good booking, and it is uh, by far right now the women's tag and world title situation is the most super chatted thing we got. I don't know what they're going to do with Rhea Ripley, but the answer better be win in dominant fashion a lot. I almost feel like the bar isn't really set that high right now for the women's division. I almost feel like as long as they pay attention to it, uh, pay attention to the Raw Women's Championship title picture, I almost feel like that will be just enough for us for right now, just because it's been that bad. I mean, look at Asuka. She didn't even end up having her match last night. And I was expecting the match to actually happen when when it did it. I was like, wait, what did I miss here? Like, where's the match? Like, what report didn't I not read? You know, all of those question marks were... bouncing around in my head and so it's sad to say but the bar is sort of is pretty low right now but I do have faith in based on what I've been seeing them do with Bobby Lashley AJ Styles Damian Priest based on what I've been seeing them do with those people right now in Raw I do have more faith that we'll see them go a good direction with Rhea Ripley and actually give her the you know the proper you know the proper run the proper build and she's really like right now I think like the glue that can sort of get everything going. So if if they drop the ball with Rhea Ripley, I, I I don't see I don't see this going any positive direction. Nerd Guru says Vince already booked Rhea terribly once already. It's true he did. And Rafael Garcia says Rhea needs to get the Damian Priest treatment. So funny you mentioned that. I wanted to tie that right into this next segment because I don't think that they have messed up with Damian Priest yet. Um, they're gonna. They're eventually gonna. Uh, he is very well liked within WWE. We, we saw a situation where he kind of intimidated our truth out of uh, out of going for the twenty four seven title. I liked the action in the match between Angel Garza and Damian Priest. 
And especially the opening spot, because if I were WWE, I would not have him get outsmarted. I would not have him get distracted because those two things make someone look uncool all the time. If somebody's like, what this laser pointer and they get rolled up, that's stupid. So him cutting off Angel Garza was good. I'm not usually a little guy can't beat up the big guy thing, especially somebody as talented as Angel Garza. I don't think it's a fantastic visual to have Damian Priest like a foot taller than Angel Garza sitting there struggling in a camel clutch. I think that's a bad visual. Like do something else. Like maybe Angel Garza's on his back with like a rear naked choke or or something else. But Damian Priest face down, stuck in a camel clutch with somebody he outweighs by like 80 pounds. I was like, ah, man, it's not even something that I considered, but I was like, ah, okay. I don't think he needs Bad Bunny's help to win matches. I know they want to get Bad Bunny integrated, and why shouldn't they? He's a megastar, but I don't think they need that. I think that Bad Bunny just being there and having his own entrance is enough because Bad Bunny's doing awesome with WWE. How did you think or how did you feel about the Bad Bunny integration tonight and um, and Damian Priest? So I actually have several thoughts about this. So first off, I'll start off by saying that I thought that this was going to be exactly what we saw last week, where it's like, you know, I thought we were going to see a quick squash match with uh, Damian Priest and Angel Garza. But I was pleasantly surprised by the fact that they actually gave Garza a little bit more during this match. He got quite a bit of offense during this match. And, you know, even him just like hollering out at Bad Bunny, trying to tell him like, hey, like, come at me, like, come at me, come at me, whatever. Right. So. I liked this for Angel Garza. In fact, this was probably one of like the best like moments he's actually had, you know, in quite some in quite some time since you know separating from Andrade since they did that whole thing like God like months and months like last year, early last year. And so this was the best the best thing so far for Angel Garza. Now Damian Priest, I don't necessarily get the vibe that oh he needs Bad Bunny to help him out. I think it's more of like they're cool, they're buddies. Having him there at ringside is pretty cool. But the one thing that I do want to see now is that Bad Bunny sort of feels mysterious to me right now. He hasn't really said much. You know, we've seen him have these casual conversations with Damian Priest backstage, but he hasn't really said much, right? I would actually like for them to maybe either just give him a little bit something more because today we saw him do like a little tiny, small little spot, right? But I want to see a little bit more from Bad Bunny. I want to get to know him just a little bit more as a viewer. I feel like right now he still feels very mysterious to me. And I don't know if maybe that's the way that it should be, but I, my natural reaction is I want to know more about this guy that I'm seeing on TV. So we have a bunch of super chats about this and the Rhea Ripley thing that we kind of uh, tied into this. Evan Wright says, bring in Taylor Swift to be Rhea's bad bunny. You best believe if WWE could have ever gotten Taylor Swift for anything, they already would have. Hey, um, she's friends with Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angle, mainly Jeff is she, Jarrett. Is she? You didn't know that? No, Jeff I didn't. Jarrett, uh, their da- well, their da- his daughters were in Taylor Swift's music video. And Karen and all of them, like they have like a whole photo op together, you know, pre like country Taylor. So they have that relationship. So you never know. I heard Jeff Jarrett's a pretty charming guy. (laughs) Zach Barber says Rhea shouldn't want to be anywhere near the cesspool. that is the raw women's division. Well, that's how you make it not a cesspool. You put more talent in it and you book it better. It's you know what? This is actually a good thing for Rhea in like a weird way. Right. Because. She has a full opportunity to turn it around. And when people say, how did this turn around? 
Rhea Ripley did it. So now she can kind of take the, you know, she can take the reins and be like, this is my division. I'm going to make this my division and I'm going to turn it upside down, you know? So I actually think that this could be a positive for Rhea. Nerd Guru says, Priest with the 24-7 dorks ain't it, pal. That's an unfair thing to say. They beat up the 24-7 dorks with no problem. Like, they they beat the living shit out of Humberto Carrillo and, and Drew Gulak. Like, they just threw them around. So I don't think that, that one's really a fair criticism of that. If because, they would I mean, struggled, that, then it would have been embarrassing. But they did Yeah, and that was the thing. They were like, oh, well, nobody's going to be able to beat Bad Bunny when they've got when he's got Damian Priest next to him. So I'm curious to see what bad bunny is willing to do. Like physically speaking, what, what can he pro like, what can he do? You know, stay tuned to fightfulselect.com. I'll have a report <laughs> this week. Oh, I didn't even know. Look you at know me. what? You know what? Maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow. Jonas Smith asks, uh, what do I think about Dante Allen for UK? I don't think about anything for UK right now. Um, he is a promising shooter. And this is the worst season of Kentucky basketball I've ever, maybe ever, period, ever. Um, yeah, it's a bummer. Ryan B. James says the LA Raiders were a beast of a team that nobody wanted to mess with. Yeah, in like 1990, sure. Bo Jackson was great. I love Bo Jackson. Um, <laughs> Caleb Maldonado says, SRS, the people's champ, and Denise Salcedo, the princess of wrestling podcasts. Do you think Priest will get tired of protecting Bad Bunny and turn on him? I don't think so. No. That, I'll tell you what I don't want, Denise. I don't want Bad Bunny beating up Damian Priest at any it's, point. No, it's not going to happen. That's part of like part of getting, you know, helping Damian Priest get over, you know, as a popular baby face is that he's just a cool guy hanging out with a cool celebrity. That's what it is. Like, let's just enjoy it. You know, even today they were pushing the fact that, you know, they're from, you know, the same place and all of this. So it, it's just like a buddy thing. That's the way I see it. Ryan B. James says, if Rick has an eye for blonde women, I hope Rhea doesn't catch his eye. That's that's a thing that I thought. It's like No, please. Not no. like not like that, but that but just that Rick is like, all right, I got a blonde for you. You want me to go home? I went home and found somebody. See, I, I didn't like that whole thing today because Ric Flair, that was not the, he today. He made it seem like, oh, I'm trying to make like the women's brand stronger. That was not what you were doing with Lacey Evans. That's not yes. what you guys were. You know, he, they switched it completely, like trying to change the entire story around. So, I mean, he could have done something like that with Rhea Ripley. Right. But it was not that was not what they were portraying on camera. So, please. Brendan Taylor says, hope Otis is pissed on SmackDown because of Miz cashing in. He should be. Like, we are seeing a new edge out of uh, Otis on SmackDown. He should be upset. Like, Chad Gable should be using that as as fuel for him in that regard, that way to kind of to accelerate things. Uh, guys, and be like, look at that, look at that, while he's training him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Randy Orton. So Randy Orton cuts a promo and he says that failure isn't something that he deals with. And he's been dealing with failure lately and that the distraction is Alexa bliss. And then he starts to vomit up black liquid. Trent Gaspard says real Papa Shango vibes from that Orton segment. I am La Lucha. Thank you for the generous super chat said elimination chamber had me excited to tune in tonight. First two hours I thought went well. Then Randy puked, hoping you tell me the rest of the show is better because I can't keep watching. The rest of the show was better, but being better than that, 
Not a high bar. I am sure, Denise, that when WrestleMania rolls around and they do a Firefly Funhouse match, I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it. There's a lot of source material to draw from over the last 19 years. I do not need this. I do not need Randy Orton vomiting up motor oil backstage. <laughs> you know what I thought? I thought he was going to croak like a because he even coughed a little bit before. And you know what? Kudos to him because I thought that was a real cough. No lie. I thought that was a real cough. But then when he started like kind of making like a croaking sound, I was like, he's going to turn into a frog. What are they going to do here? You know, no, 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 Denise, he, he's going to puke. Have you ever seen Beyond the Mat? I bet you haven't. Okay. No, yes, I have. So, but no, I really thought that he was going to actually croak there. But when the black stuff came out of his mouth, my brain immediately went to Billie Eilish because Billie did the, uh, she had the black liquid coming out of her eyes. But granted, that was a music video and that was cool. This was, this was, it was, it was too cartoonish for me. It's too cartoonish. Yeah, this is like so 1992. It is Shango and Warrior. That's what it is. It's so lame. I don't want to see this anymore. Ugh. David Rivera says, Mick Foley just tweeted about Rhea and I couldn't agree more. Paraphrasing, but his sentiment was that it was vital they don't mess around with her. No 50-50 booking. Strap the rocket and see how far she can fly. I agree, Denise. She should be winning and in dominant fashion. Maybe a little bit of offense here and there. What I don't want to see. All due respect to Peyton Royce, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, all those women that she'll be facing straight up. I don't want to see them slapping her in a half Nelson cross face and her being like, ah, ah, how do I get out of this? Ah, I don't want to see that right now. She is special. Yeah, because there's certain women that we just know are going to be at a certain level and women that are going to be at a whole other level, the Becky Lynch level. And there's very few women that we actually see that possibility with. And I can name you some right now. Obviously, you know, we obviously without not speaking about Becky Lynch, but Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, and the possibility of someone that could be up there with all of those women. And I'm talking women that can be marketed and, you know, do all the publicity, come out on TV shows shows like Sasha Banks's and that is Rhea Ripley she has everything like everything that you can possibly want out of you somebody that could be the face of the company so I do think that I you know I agree with McFoley and with everybody that has pros to say about Rhea Ripley I do thank you I do too uh, thank you David for that super chat I, I didn't get to see that tweet but I complete complete agreement we notice when people are protected. Let's let's talk about AJ Styles right now. He beat Ricochet. I don't know what they're heating him up for, but they're keeping him strong. He was the only person in that chamber match that I looked at. I was like, well, they deserve a title shot off their merit, not just being a former champion. This was a quick match. Uh, Ricochet got blasted with a knee and beat with a, a Styles clash. And then Omos did something. AJ Styles is booked really, really well right now. Like, really good. And he he doesn't need necessarily distractions from Omos, but Omos is there to make sure that no, no funky business happens or anything like that. I think they're doing great with AJ. They're not doing so great with Ricochet, obviously. But with AJ, sure. H- how'd you feel about this? <laughs> Hold on. I was going to do something, and then I chickened out. <laughs> What, what? I was gonna say, I was gonna say, behold the king, the king of kings, on your knees, boy. 
but I couldn't get the voice out. I started and then it took too long to actually come out because that has been my prediction. I really think we're going to see Triple H, AJ Styles at WrestleMania. <laughs> I tried, Sean. I really tried. <laughs> D- okay. You know who we work for, right? Like, you know that as soon bad? You know that as soon as you put a lyric out of your mouth, he's going to find a way to get people to pay to watch you sing it, Denise. Why would you do that? I don't mind singing Triple H's theme songs. I don't care which one, man. I'll sing all of them. On your knees, boy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we done here? That's my prediction, and I've been saying it for weeks, so I feel like I have to speak it out more and more so that when it does happen, I can be there waving my, I was right, flag. I was right, everybody. I was right. Also, it's it's on your knees, dog. Whatever. Just so you know. I'm sorry. Oops, my bad. Sorry, I messed with the words. You know what? I make my own words. Hollywood Salcedo makes her own damn lyrics, all right? Thank you. Thank you. Bow down to Denise. Brandon Charles Powell says, super chat for Denise death metal voice. It wasn't Thank even you. death metal. It wasn't Thank death metal. You. It's motorhead. It's motorhead, Whatever. my friend. That's the deepest my voice will ever get. That is the manliest version of my voice you will ever hear. Lemmy is rolling over in his grave. <laughs> R.I.P. I'm sorry. I do not have the tools to, you know, bring out that kind of voice. All right. Amazing. Amazing. Guys, please get in your super chats. Uh, that would be greatly appreciated. Leave us a thumbs up as well. Hey, though, now if it does happen, no one's ever going to forget that I made that that I made that prediction. Uh, well, I mean, a lot of people seem to be predicting it. No, on, but on you know net. what? I put it out there. I sang it. Yeah. So I own it. Okay, that's fair. Like, there's predicting it, and then there's predicting it like you predicted it. Thank that's, you. Thank you. You know, I'll I'll accept that. Thank you. Do you think that Triple H is trying to get in WrestleMania shape right now then? Maybe. I mean, well, we still haven't, in storyline-wise, we still don't know what the heck well, happened. Well, then you should check out Gainful.com slash Fightful. That's right. Gainful.com slash Fightful. I am so glad I discovered Gainful. I've been working out a lot more lately, trying to get in shape. The pandemic have me on my, uh, really in this seat for so long that I wanted a little bit of help building muscle, losing weight, get my nutrition on track. And Gainful offers customized protein based on your body type, diet, fitness habits, and goals. You get free unlimited one-on-one access to your own registered dietitian. There is no other protein that comes with this kind of hands-on attention. And my favorite part of this is I'm not stuck with a giant tub of protein with one flavor. You get unflavored protein pouches and single-serving flavor boosts. I've gotten into making smoothies lately. I can put that unflavored protein straight into those smoothies and other recipes. But you got the rich chocolate. You got the cookies and cream. Madagascar vanilla, which I haven't tried yet, but I'm about to this week. Chocolate peanut butter, strawberry cream, and cafe mocha. I love that you can switch this up. You take a quiz that only takes a few minutes to complete. You get to choose flavor boosts that come with your protein, and they told you what your tailored protein formula is. I love this stuff. It tastes amazing. It's my favorite tasting protein out there, and it's designed by a team of sports nutrition experts who work with pro teams and athletes. There are no fillers. They're optimized for performance. And right now, when you go to Gainful.com, that's G-A-N, or G-A-I-N-F-U-L dot com slash Fightful. So it's just like Fightful, just Gainful. That's legitimately how I found them. 
you get $15 off your first month of personalized protein powder. And you can pause whenever you need to. You can change the frequency of deliveries or update your formula. Gainful.com slash Fightful. I can't tell you how important it is that you guys support our sponsors because they support us. Gainful.com slash Fightful. Bow down to the game. I was searching up the lyrics. <laughs> I was like, wow, it really is, Don? Yes. Bro. Yes. <laughs> I told you. Man, whatever. All right, BTW, I love the graphic. Now I don't yeah. have to be here like. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Jimmy, Jimmy's been on me to use those. Yes, uh, it helps. I, don't, I never know what to do with my face while you're doing these reads. I'm trying MC. to be like supportive of you while you're doing that. I remember like the first time that I did one and Anna Bauert was on the show. She, I, I, or it might've been you. I can't remember which one. It was one of you that said, I overthink my face. Bro, sometimes. That's me, Sean. Okay. You know what, Sean? I did not. Uh, you know what? No, I did not. No, you need to start putting some respect to Denise Salcedo. You remember my lines. All right. What's no okay. What's wrong? Denise Salcedo classic. And you are wow. about to give it to Anna. Oh, hell's no. Anna's a hall of famer. Anna's hell's great. no, but that is my line. Wow. MC Carvalho says, do you know what happened to Eva Marie's return? Are they waiting for, fa-? they are not waiting for fans for her return. Not at all. That is not why. Uh, she was hanging out with Parker recently, uh, but she was at Raw in mid-December, and I haven't heard anything yet. Uh, I know that they had something planned, and it just hasn't happened as of yet. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Brandon Campbell says, Super Chat just for Sean looking so handsome tonight. Hot dog, look at that. No one look ever sends that in for me. What the hell? My, my fresh cut hair and my $15 champion sweatshirt. Great. That's- so I'm the duff of this stream. The designated ugly fat friend. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Denise. I never get super chats for being gorgeous. You, what the you hell? get super chats about ranch on pizza being good. That, that's no. And that's oh, not a let's, uh, let's stop pretending. I'm let's stop pretending like we don't get a bunch of, is Denise single? Uh, ooh, Denise is a cutie comment. Not, not super chats. Super no. because, <laughs> because that we've cultivated an environment where our audience doesn't hit on you, Denise. So they hit on you. All right, whatever. I mean, you get the well, gift. I Hold sell on. the wiener pills. Denise, I sell wiener pills and beds on this show. Yeah. We've yeah, cultivated I mean, an environment where people send me those chats. Look, yes. Sean, I'm just tired of you being the fan favorite, all right? The sky is blue, Denise. Did you know that? This My sky is colorful. YouTube Championship Wrestling says the Naomi and Lana match is way too short. It was, Denise, but I don't think this necessarily needed to be long. But oh, it was got, short. I think they should have gotten rid of it entirely and given more time. To the, I think they should have given more time to the AJ Styles Ricochet match. I thought they could have done a lot more in that one and actually gotten me like really invested in it. Well, perhaps, but they could have also just pissed off with the literally the Seamus Jeff Hardy match. Like they didn't need that at all. That too. We've, we've seen that. But I mean, I'm happy that Lana and Naomi are getting wins ahead of their title match. And there's been like 10 women's tag segments since last Monday. But here's my problem, Denise, and we're about to get into it big time. They are putting more attention on the women's tag division at the expense of the singles divisions. Both of them. 
Reginald pinned Nia on Friday. Nia pins the SmackDown champion Sunday, the Raw champion Monday. The match. Oh, we're gonna we're we're gonna go ahead and get into this because I mean let, let's talk about Lana and Naomi's win. It was quick, face buster win. I was okay with that, but you say they should have uh, scrapped it. Yeah, there was n- nothing for me that I thought. Oh, this match. I, I can't remember anything from it. That just should tell you everything. And that's. I am sorry to say that, but I don't remember anything from this match. So they could have scrapped it, in my opinion. I remember in the a nice face- way. I remember the face buster and it was good, but there's a lot of super chats about this. I, I thought Naya actually had a couple good spots here. The power bomb was good and the leg drop was good, but they and he- say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Here's the thing. Ideally, I wouldn't have these world champions losing a lot of matches. I'm glad the tag champions are getting some wins. That's nice. Good. Build up this big match on NXT that's happening. But why does it got to be against the world champions? Why do they got to sacrifice that? Uh, Ryan B. Jam says, hate to be the bearer of bad news, but Nia in two straight nights has been the Raw and SmackDown women's champs. Um, Evan Wright says, I heard Asuka is the Raw women's champ. Can you confirm? Barely. You, do you know the history of Asuka's title run now? What is it? Her last title match was a month ago, Alexa Bliss. Do you remember how that match ended? Yeah, she was pinned, wasn't she? No, no she was never it, pinned. No, she was never pinned. They did that whole production thing, and she came and she switched back and forth, Alexa, and all of that. Yeah, yeah. It didn't end. Her last defense before that, the end of November. Lana, one minute, DQ. Her last... Her, title defense before that was a month before lana two minutes dq her last title defense before that september zelina vega not with the company anymore two of them against her uh she beat mickey james in uh september that was good so the first month of this i was looking at things and i was like all right you know what oscar beat sasha Banks. she beat mickey james she beat zelina a couple times pretty solid first month and then since then it's been straight down the shitter straight down the shitter so frustrating i need to make a correction because i want i think i said this backwards the match that i thought they should have scrapped was naomi and lana versus dana and mandy so i think i accidentally said no, the no, Charlotte no. Asuka. did i no say no no, no. You, you said the right one you said oh, okay yeah. okay okay because i for a second i thought i swapped both of those matches but in terms of charlotte Asuka, naya and Shayna, i actually thought that it was good because not not the match itself but i was glad that they actually gave the win to naya and Shayna because we all know that they're gonna have that match with dakota and raquel so it's kind of like okay you got to keep them strong at least you know for them and give them 
you know, that way people can be like somewhat excited for, for the match on NXT. Denise, are you single? Thank you, Silver Chaser. I appreciate that. Thank you for boosting my ego. You came to wrestling, said so the show had a lot of filler. I don't I don't think it had a lot. I think they were padding it out some did. stuff. I mean, there I mean you had and it was very competitive. It was the the I felt like the tag match, the Jeff Hardy Sheamus match, the other tag match, like those three, it kind of that was like probably the least interesting portion of the show. Uh, we've got Jamie Miles saying, how many wins does Asuka have as champ? When you ask specific stats, it's a little tough for us. But how about this? Since October 20th, so November, October to November, December, January, February, four months, she has two successful title defenses and hasn't pinned anybody in those. She has zero pinfall wins in her championship matches in the last four months. And uh, Cyclops brings like up a good last major victory was what against Sasha. Yeah, I, w- I mean, I would say Mickey too. I mean, she defended against her on Raw. That was okay. Cyclops says Reginald's booked better than Oscar on Raw. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that's true. They they've just fumbled it. They have fumbled it. And Evan Wright says no stockpiling title shots. Pinning Sasha and Oscar or Nia is stockpiling title shots. That's my fear. I'm afraid they'll be like, oh well, Nia gets a title shot now. And I don't want that at all. No, I I I think they need a that boat needs to just go away. Like go. Like right now, it's just not the right time. I think we've already we've already gone through the whole tag team thing. We've already seen them in that picture. Let's just let them be for right now. I think we could move up some other people that I think we might want to have a little bit more in, interest in. Evan Wright says Joel's Oscar ten minute stat, uh, match stat was wild to me. Joel sent me that. Um, that, what is it? What's the stat? Yeah, send me that stat. Uh, Brandon Charles Powell says, "Remember when Oscar was undefeated? Seems like forever ago." And yeah, you can't necessarily you can't necessarily run that back, but you could do a lot better than what you're doing now, Denise. She was just taken more seriously back then. There's people that you're like, okay, this is a like this isn't just a uh just a just a superstar. No, she's a wrestler. She's this person. She had that, and you know, obviously the fans don't know that she has that. But storyline wise, we've sort of lost that. Thank you to over one thousand of you watching live right now on a random ass episode of Monday Night Raw. We greatly appreciate you guys. Uh, if you want. Breaking exclusive wrestling news, FightfulSelect.com is where you can go. I know that some websites put it out there a few minutes later, but that's a good way to support us. It's a good way to say, hot dog, Sean Ross Sapp. I like it when you pester the shit out of wrestlers and say, hey, man, what's going on? What's going on with this? Hey, give me. He's a nosy, Sean. I am. I'm very nosy. (laughs) I got to be. Bezo Banks says, why does Nia get to pin champs both back-to-back nights? That kick at, uh, at the end from Shayna looked hella stiff. I thought Asuka was legit out. That was nasty-looking, Denise. That kick that, that Asuka took at the end, it seemed like she was knocked loopy. I don't know if she was, but it, it looked nasty. The ref checked on her. Okay, well, yeah, I'm good. Because I didn't. I don't, I don't remember that, so I would have to go back and rewatch that part. But that's not a super chat, so no, I'm not counting that. I'm being okay. bougie tonight. I'm being bougie. Hey guys, um, John got a great compliment. My my co-host is encouraging you to send super chats. No, hitting on her. no, I'm not doing. Okay, you made it sound really bad, Sean. You're making it seem now like I'm some sort of like I don't know. Really excited to be at your wedding, Denise. Really excited. <laughs> 
Jamie Miles says. That was not my intention whatsoever. You see, Sean, you see, you just twisted things around. You know, you're always getting mad at those websites that report the things that you say incorrectly. <laughs> and here you are doing that to me. It was a joke. Please do not send super chats. I'm not that needy. Great. Now people that hate me are going to be like, she's so needy and desperate. Oh, this is sad. YouTube Changer Championship Wrestling says you were pretty. Um, Joe Pearl said Asuka's last singles match over 10 minutes was her victory over Sasha Banks uh, for the Raw Women's title at SummerSlam. Uh, she she went over 10 minutes with Alexa Bliss, technically. Uh, they went 12.30, it says. And Mickey James, uh, that match was 11.48, it says. So, Joel, you're fucking wrong. You've, here's what I say to Joel well, and, and you. On the you. You know what? I'm going to say something right now, Denise. Me? I'm going to say something to you and Joel, and it's this. What is it, Sean? This. What is it? A handshake? No. No, no it's not. It? Your fingertips? I don't understand. That's That's what... That's... Are you smacking mm. me in the face? Mm. Nerd Guru says, Asuka has never been the same due to Charlotte's booking. Aside from feuding with Becca or Becky, her main roster run has sucked, despite having bangers always. I think there's been a few times it hasn't sucked, but they've been few and far between. And the highlights, there have been plenty of highlights. They just haven't been sustained. They haven't. Yeah, sorry. I remember having her. I remember her having plenty of matches that were pretty good. You know, on even on Raw. Why do you keep doing that to me? I just wanted to say something good about Oscar and her reign. You know what? I'm not talking anymore. Take over, Sean. Well, now I'm raining down, boys. Anyway, uh, Jamie Miles says first a comment. Uh, the span of 96 hours, Nia has been pinned by Reginald, then in turn pinned the champions. Yep, it's it's. It's a little ass backwards, Denise. It is. I agree with you. A little, little backwards. A little backwards. Uh, Cyclops says, Denise sounds like Aisha Curry. Wait, I don't know what that means. I love it. Uh, Cyclops, I love it. Thank you. Can you please at least like let me know what it means? Ah, no. No. All right, thanks. Can someone who has my back out there let me know what that means? <laughs> Brandon thanks, Campbell. Girl. Brandon Campbell, who sent a super chat like the rest of you should, so we can hit a hit a milestone before before we wrap up, says Oscar's had an okay run as champ, but Trish is considered one of the best women's champ, and she took five months off as champ. Now nobody is saying that Trish Stratus's two thousand four title run, or maybe it was two thousand five, was a good one. Ain't nobody saying that when she, I think she got put out of put out of action because Viscera like splashed her or something. Like, I don't know. You can compare. It's too different. No, yeah. Like, Trish, Trish's big WrestleMania win, I think it was 05, was like Christy Hemi. And then she took a bunch of time off and she came back and she was like, those were not, come on, those were not on the level, not on the same level. All due respect to Trish, wonderful woman. Hope I get to talk to her again soon. But 
Yeah. yeah, I think for like that time, I get it why people would say like, oh, you know, that was a great rain or whatever. But I just think you can't compare it to what is what we're seeing now. I mean, just women's wrestling in general has taken like a full turn. So things are just different. I don't feel like you can compare. Joe Pearl, my dude, wrong again, says it was the last time one of her title matches went over 10 minutes. And those two matches over 10 minutes in an awkwardly no contest. They were both title matches. So Joe Pearl. So hold on. Why was I getting in trouble earlier for something Joe Pearl said? Because you were like, hey, everybody, I want you to hit on me and pay money I did to not do it. Say that. Thanks, you, Sean. Now everyone's going to have more reason to hate me. Thanks. You you asked our audience to pay their hard earned money. Hard earned money to do this. You know what, I'm done with you. I'm done with you, all right? Taryn Rennick says, should Charlotte win the title and face Rhea at Mania? Gosh, it would be, I mean, there's going to be a lot of real mad people if Asuka loses the title for them to do a Charlotte program at Mania. But if it was Charlotte Rhea, I wouldn't be so mad. I would would like Charlotte Asuka Rhea. And Wait, it's like, hold the phone. We can't even get mad about that right now. Nobody can get mad about Charlotte being champion when we have the Miz as champion. Oh, you did that so wrong. <laughs> you did that so wrong, Denise. <laughs> Denise. No. I'm just trying to say, you cannot get mad about Charlotte becoming champion when we have the Miz as champion right Denise. now. I don't want to hear no ands, ifs, or buts, nadas. You nada. look like negative one on AEW waving out the dark order. Uh, Ricardo Holt says, please explain why Oscar must eat pins. Let Rhea take that burden and let Ross Oscar rehab. No, I don't want Rhea Ripley taking pins either. No, no. there's nobody on that roster. And I hate to say it, that this includes Oscar. Nobody here should be pinning Rhea Ripley. And I get it. She's the champion, but it's like, dang, like she hasn't been booked. Well, so I can't even say that confidently. Yeah. Phil Felice says, Lashley equals ratings. I hope so. I like Lashley being in this spot. Uh, I am a Lucha says Denise signed the receipt when she co-signed ranch on pizza. Love you, sis. But here in New York city, that's a fight for sure. Well, you know what? I am La Lucha. The West coast is way better than the East coast. So please suck it. We have a beautiful, sunny 365 day. Don't don't say that right now. Don't say that right now. What did I do? Because, Denise, come on. I'm looking out for you in your future. Let's stop it. Let's stop (laughs) with the New York slander. Look, you know what? I'm sorry. But when it comes to California, my hometown, I got a rep, all right? Have you ever heard? Did you ever watch uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Unbreakable. Man alive. Jab it. Did you, you know, Titus's songs, Boobs in California? I don't remember it. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Nerd Guru says, Denise, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I don't even know what he agrees with. Everything. Everything I say is agreeable. Ryan B. Jam says, as a Canadian, I'm happy about the new Sportsnet deal for NXT. Been a long-ass time coming. Denise, also, you are a 10 out of 10. You ain't no duff. Thank you. Sean, never mind. What are you saying that I'm caught that because people are super chatting about me? Shut up, 10 is talking. (laughs) Oh, God. All right, let's set up. I'm all... 
Brendan Taylor says, great job on watch along, Denise. What's the end game with Retribution? Will they just turn on Ali even though they let him down? So here's the match. Retribution have it won. And then Ali is like, no, keep doing it. And then they lose. And then Ali yells at them. I thought this this show, even though it was unintentional, it displayed leadership from MVP, which leads to winners. And the display of leadership from Ali, which is aggressive and degrading and leads to losers. Now, I don't know. I don't think there is an end game, Denise. I don't think they have a damn plan. Uh, yeah. But the highlight of this match was Kofi and Xavier being so excited that Reckoning was back because they want to fight her. I actually had a different highlight of this match. My highlight and probably my favorite moment of retribution is um, my favorite. See, you're just distracting me now. My favorite moment of retribution was actually Mustafa Ali basically just snapping and losing his mind at everybody. So that was probably my favorite part for sure, because I, I love when he gets mad. When he gets mad like he did today, I was sold completely on that. Why are you laughing? I, I loved it. He's serious here. I loved it like a couple weeks because I'm just remembering him getting mad on commentary and talking through his yeah. teeth a couple weeks ago. It was so funny. It was so, so funny. Um, but I, as far as the in game, I don't think there is an in game. And that's the problem. Uh, again, tag team division has a little bit more focus, but I'm ready to see them move on past this or do Ali and Kofi. And they, they have made me care less about this feud by doing it so much. So what do they do with Retribution then, Sean? Do they just break them up, dissolve them, pretend like it never happened? What do they do? Do they do something like a, you know, an inner circle type of thing where they start, you know, teaming up, making friends with somebody? What should happen? I don't know. Well, they they should probably get a new leader. But if they get a new leader, they're probably turning babyface because Ali's going to be the heel at this point. But if they get a new leader, they got to start winning. That's got to be the catalyst. It's got to be like oh no, Ali was actually the problem all along type of thing. Oh man. Uh, JK says Denise clearly wasn't told to smile and nod and watch along last night or unfightful. Love it on the post show. Are, are you aware of the nodding bit, Denise? I wasn't given any direction. I'm just saying like, all due respect to the people on the bump. This is the bump. <laughs> I wasn't told any of that. But you know what, though, Sean, if I'm going to smile and nod, it's going to be done with a hell out of a charisma like. <laughs> Denise, <laughs> stop it. Stop it, Denise. What did we're, I about do to get a, we're about to get a lot more super chats. Micah Newby says best decision to watch y'all instead of Raw and SmackDown. Like and the, we're the best. We are the best. We are the best podcasting team ever. Yeah, Sean, I, I feel I, you bad for you. You better give me that lifetime contract, okay? Because I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I wish. Uh, Ricardo <laughs> says, I meant let Rhea take the title and run with it. Oh, okay. I thought you meant getting pinned should be the burden that she takes. My apologies. Uh, Brian said, shouldn't mention nice weather out of respect for everyone that lives in northern Texas. My, my dude, I, I feel bad for people in northern Texas. We, we can talk about the weather. My God. It, I mean, I, I I feel really, really bad for the people there. That sucks. Their state hosed them, but um, I hope things get better. Brandon Campbell says, or Brandon Charles Powell says, you all are hurting my stomach. This has been a wonderful Raw post show. One of our most watched ever, and I didn't expect Are you that. serious? Oh, yeah. And this show, like, honestly, I feel I haven't really been giving, like, the best Raw opinions of my life. 
there's not a lot to talk about. I yeah, mean, and I feel bad. I want to give like really smart answers here to what we're talking about. And instead we're talking yeah. about the yeah. East and the West coast. Well, Mike and newbie says, get that milestone found y'all through Crystal Mania, And y'all have a new fan. A boy sign, whatever that means. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, so we, we actually have some wrestling to talk about riddle and John Morrison had a, freaking crazy match like it was so wild i think john morrison is better now than he ever has been and i saw some people say well he was great in impact my issue with the impact run was it seemed like he did some parkour stuff just to be like i'm doing some parkour stuff lucha underground i put that on a different plane because it was so heavily edited at times i don't know i mean i i see people pop up on tv now and they look less experienced than they did in lucha underground because of the editing there but this match was unbelievable. Like, great chemistry between these two. I just thought this was a must-watch match. I wish they would have immediately put the title on the line. I don't even care that Morrison didn't deserve it. But this was a blast, Denise. So, last night when I was doing my post-show for the Elimination Chamber, one of the things that I said was, out of watching the Triple Threat match, I want to see John Morrison, Matt Riddle go at it. Because last night, we sort of got a preview of how their athleticism sort of matches. And I said this, they match they match very well in the ring. Like, they can go toe-to-toe. So, when, we saw, when I saw that they were going to do the singles match with both of them... I was like, yes, okay, good. Because after what we saw last night, I want to see them go at it. And I got to say that what I liked particularly about this match is that you know that there are certain matches that we sort of see that are pretty much always the same, like the same thing. You know what you can expect out of a Raw match. When I tell you a Raw match, I think you know exactly what I mean, and all the viewers here know exactly what I mean. But in this sense, John Morrison and Matt Riddle, they brought something different that we don't always get to see on Raw. They brought a different style, a different pace, and a different... Um, they, they brought a lot of creativity to this match. And what I liked about it was that John Morrison was the one that was doing all the you know the flashy moves and all the cool stuff but Matt Riddle was countering that and you know trying to get them in different submissions or just different things right they were countering each other with different styles but it was sort of meshing there was a little bit in the beginning where I thought some spots were a little bit sloppy like they didn't necessarily get it the way that you know I've seen other people work this type of match so I will say it wasn't as crisp and as clean as I've seen other people work this this style of match but given that, you know, I'm, I'm holding it to a different level because, you know, we saw it we saw it on here and I thought that it was good and it was different and I want to see more stuff like this. Like, this is the type of stuff that I think gets you excited because it's not what you expect. You, this is not the, it didn't feel generic is what I'm trying to get at here. And I thought that this was a very good win for Matt Riddle. And if they keep having Matt Riddle do matches like this, you know, have not exactly like this, but just have good matches with different types of opponents, like they did with John Morrison, I think that he will have a pretty good run as United States champion. Uh, the frenetic pace was fantastic. These guys can work at such a great pace. Love the Spanish fly. Love the bro Derek into the finish. Georgia Mean says, do you think we get Lee and Riddle at WrestleMania? There are no long-term plans for Keith Lee like at this moment right now. Uh, but I don't know who Riddle will face at, at WrestleMania. I love that he was riding a razor scooter around the Thunderdome. Like, bro, chachos. I thought that was very funny. I really dug that. But go out of your way to watch Riddle and and John Morrison. I thought it was the best match tonight. And there was some good wrestling tonight. Uh, Sheamus 
beat Matt Hardy. Sheamus is having, or Jeff Hardy rather. He's having a good run in the ring, but I laughed really hard because I don't know if they got lost or whatever, but he just cracked Jeff with a punch and bicycle kneed him and kicked him. This is like, okay, cool, whatever. Uh, Jeff Hardy can't be in the title picture anytime soon. He does not, he never wins anymore. Oh, he's been made to look really bad. Every single, it doesn't matter who he's in the ring with or what he's doing. It's almost like they're stripping away that respect from Jeff Hardy, which really, really sucks. But I got to say, it was very hard for me to get into this match. I wasn't interested. I mean, we already know what they've been doing with Jeff Hardy. So it hasn't interested me and with Seamus it's kind of like all right he was getting there having this moment with Drew McIntyre and then that was completely pushed aside so am I really going to take that seriously no not so much so for me this match didn't have any stakes didn't have anything for me to say oh I really need to see this because I don't know who's going to win no I didn't have interest in this one at least Seamus didn't inhale toxic piss into his lungs this time <laughs> Nerd Guru says, give Riddle the weekly open challenge gimmick. I don't know if it works with him as is, but I don't hate the idea of that. Um, Drew Nicholas says, just had a thought that Ricochet finally joins Retribution and MJF's the group to become their leader and become dominant under Ricochet. And Ali tries to convert them to good guys. Fantasy booking, I know. I don't hate that idea. It's just the the downfall of Ricochet has been his promos. So I wonder if he can carry it in that regard. Um, I do think there's a bit of a retribution redemption story there and Ali being like, okay, maybe we shouldn't be such pieces of trash. I just don't think WWE will go into that detail and tell it, Denise. See, here's the thing, too, is that I remember when we were on here, like, laughing about Cedric Alexander's and Ricochet's promo work. So I'm wondering, like, what are the chances of there being a similar story being told with Ricochet, where Cedric, the second he went with the Hurt Business, all of a sudden, like, this guy's showing personality. He's having good promos. Uh, even Apollo. Apollo was having pretty uh, – he had, like, I think, like, two good promos that I remember. So what – just what if we see something along the lines play out like that for Ricochet? Maybe I'm, you know, have too much hope. I don't know what his, you know, skill level is. But based on what I've seen, obviously, we know it's not that great. But just what if we were to see something like that? I don't know. We got a super chat from Evan Wright. It says, prayers for a Hardy Boys run in AEW's tag division. Well, it's going to have to be uh, at the minimum uh, next year. Uh, he signed, Jeff Hardy signed a new deal in the summer of 2020. And it was a multi-year deal. So at least into till the middle of 2022 so not for a year and a half and i don't know if i want to see them have an extended run a year and a half from now uh, rob Wilkins says sean's answer to compete with WWE watch along tonight for views was joel pearl and i critics loved us give me triple h versus styles at mania yeah thanks to everybody who watched the fightful scraps watch along we might do more of those if you guys like them and the super chats roll in whenever those end up happening i'm all for it Sorry, Sean, I can't make it. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're booked. You're booked. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Cyclops says Ricochet has the charisma of George McFly on Raw. Damn, man. Oh, Ricochet. So one thing we, we forgot to mention or didn't mention, Ric Flair goes off, or Ric Flair tells Charlotte that he never said he was the father. Charlotte is like, listen, I don't care who you manage. I don't care who your protege is. Do it in your own time. I'm trying to carry on our legacy and our name. This is very heartfelt and good. And also, Denise, about five weeks too late. 
Oh God, I just don't like that they're switching the storyline now. We they know that to. he was her sugar daddy. We know all of that. I know I get it. They had to, right? But it's kind of just all right. You know what? I'm on Charlotte's side on this one. For me, whatever. If I'm gonna pick a side, I might as well go with Charlotte. Yeah. Woof. Woof. My God. Um, I, I thought Charlotte did great. I thought she did awesome, and I thought Rick did. Rick's, Rick's always great. Whatever he does, he goes full on. But um, he had the waterworks going, everything. They said he didn't cry, but maybe he, he did. did. Really, I don't remember him crying. Charlotte was the emotional one this time. And uh, I did like the line where Charlotte said, "You've seen potential in an awful lot of blondes." No, you, what was it? Uh, you. Ah! wrote it down and i many blondes something like that i don't know yeah. that was a pretty epic line i think so again uh way too late but i thought they both did great at this speaking of i thought bobby lashley and braun Strowman did great in their main event this was a quick sprint running into stairs and a bunch of stuff it's two sirloin beef sons of bitches and what i loved most denise lashley kicked out of braun Strowman's finish then beat him clean. Braun did the little Hogan, oh, I'm going to kick out right after the three, which is funny. But Bobby Lashley won this clean. And then what did he do afterwards? He beat him up some more. And then he beat up the Miz. There was no 50-50. There was no 33-33-33. There was no, oh, well, I'm going to get my heats back. No, Bobby Lashley beat up everybody, Denise. I loved it. I okay, so during this match, I, I'll be real with you. I didn't have any interest going into it. You know how I felt. I mean, I've been liking what they've been doing with Bobby Lashley, but it's been a slow, it's been a slow loading bar for me. Okay. So tonight, I mean, I liked what they did last night with Bobby Lashley. Okay, that was awesome. Now, tonight, I gotta say, I was pretty sold on how everything went down because during this match, we sort of saw Braun Strowman kind of get the best of him there for a bit. And I thought, ooh, well, this is different considering what they did with with him last night. I wasn't expecting him to see, I wasn't expecting to see him manhandled tonight. So I was feeling a little bit conflicted. But then we saw we saw the tides turn there. And then we saw Bobby Lashley. I just thought that the finish was awesome like the second he got in that he he got in you know on the once he got it like I just kind of felt like it came across as a big deal that's what I want to say it came across as a big deal it felt powerful and it felt implosive that's what I think that I liked personally about this whole finish and it made Bobby Lashley look like that much bigger and that's really hard to do considering that you look at these both of these guys and obviously Bobby Lashley is not a small guy but compared to Braun Strowman he you know Braun Strowman is obviously a lot bigger so I liked the fact that they were able to make me believe that Bobby Lashley was a lot stronger than Braun Strowman here and that's what they made me do they made me believe it and then afterwards where he snapped I liked it because it was kind of like oh right you kind of had the best of me you kind of had the best of me at some points during this match but that wasn't it that wasn't what was going to happen here so um so I like this I, I really did I was a fan of all of it KJ says, not a huge fan of the Hurt Business overall, but I let them win all the gold at Fastlane, MVP with the U.S. Bobby WWE, so the faction can go into Mania with all the gold. I don't know if MVP is going to be in the ring anytime soon, but MVP did lead the Hurt Business to a tornado tag victory over Lucha House Party earlier in the night. 
very fun match. So they were strong tonight. They were made to look very, very good and very smart tonight. And that's what you want, Denise. You want a lot of nights like this. Like when they showed up at Raw Underground and they beat everybody's ass. But then oh, what happens? Might be a Raw Underground. <laughs> but I mean, then they face Ricochet 12 straight weeks and Riddle 10 straight weeks and Apollo 12 straight weeks. Oh my God. Like they looked so good tonight. And we didn't talk about that tag match, but not much to talk about. Kick ass tag match wasn't for the titles. Lucha House Party didn't look bad in it. But MVP and the Hurt Business did look good. And when you couple that with the way that they they made things work tonight, really great. Cyclops says Braun has turned the channel heat with me. Not me, because I've seen, especially after that 2017 run, I see what he could be, but they just screwed it up. Uh, Adam Gibbons says that you're looking absolutely stunning tonight, and he has your back. Uh, thank you, Uptown Avondale, for the super chat. If you have a question, go ahead and get it in. We're about to wrap up. But I am Lucha says Lashley as champ with MVP on the mic has Roman Heyman vibes and I'm all for it. That's the thing. If somebody isn't, I don't want to say isn't great on the mic, but it's not their strongest suit. Put them with a mouthpiece. Give them a manager. You've got so many good ones right now between Malcolm Bivens on NXT and, and Heyman and MVP, all these people. So much talent out there. Uh, Evan Wright says, Sean, thoughts on Chuck Taylor wanting to dye his hair blonde to replace Anna J while she's hurt, and John Silver wondering if he's single. Good stuff, IMO. I think that Chuck Taylor and John Silver are probably two of the funniest people in wrestling. Um, just always hilarious, those two. Denise, I believe we are at the end of the show. We're done. Um, uh, well, Uptown Avondale says, how about Ricochet to- joining heel or turning heel, joining Hurt Business and winning the U.S. title with Lashley winning the world title? I would love that. Give me Ricochet and Matt Riddle, Denise. That sounds like fun. I wouldn't mind it, but I kind of like the idea earlier that someone mentioned about Matt Riddle and Keith Lee more than that. So I kind of like that idea a little bit better. Hurdles right now. Hurdles right now. Um, Denise, you did not bid $1,000 on my... Bro, I I don't even think I'd give you my last penny in my wallet for what you got there. The Great O'Shawn? Is that what you're calling it? The Great O'Shawn? You you don't watch New Japan? The Great O'Con? I get it. I get it, Sean. I get it. But I still don't like it. It's on eBay right now. (laughs) The opening bid is $1,000. Has anyone bidded anything? No. Bid, not bidded. Bitted. All right, I'm sorry, teacher. All right, teacher. God, you can't do Listen, nothing on this stream. The buy it now price is only twenty five hundred bucks. That's it. How could you not bid on this, guys? Think about that. If if it does get worked into a shoot and somebody bids on it, I'm gonna donate it to charity. Look, but still, John, don't go on Shark Tank because someone will clearly rip off your idea. Yeah, that's true. Nerd Guru says Keith Lee and the Hurt Business would be nice. I would love that. I think that would be a lot of good. But Denise, tell the people where they can find you besides the, I don't know, WWE's YouTube. Well, you guys can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Go follow me there. I finally surpassed 15,000 Twitter followers. I'm on my way to catching up to Sean. And I'm um, at 60. I'm at 60.4. 
I knew you were going to come up with like, can't you just ever let me have the floor here? Like, this is my time to plug myself here. Like, this is my moment. Listen, this is all I get. Let me enjoy it. <laughs> Go ahead. Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. So wherever you go, Denise Salcedo. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate it. You can find me on eBay selling my great O'Shawn costume. Uh, but legitimately, guys, I got an interview with Dakota Kai. I got an interview with Maki Ito, uh, and Kayla does the answers. This week, I got Sean Maluta, who you've seen on AEW, all kinds of WWE stuff. He wrestled Kota Ibushi in the Cruiserweight Classic, has a lot of insight on that. Ah, some, okay, somebody's lying here. They says, if you think the opening bid price is bad, the buy it now is 5000 No, it's not. It's $2,500. do not lie to the people. I don't like misinformation at all. We are back on Wednesday for the Listen, you boy. Check out twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Until next time, we're out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.